0: George, how you doing? Yo, 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 check this out. This is first to like the China man with the two eye crew. Yo, yo, what's up, y'all? It's me, DMC. What's up, y'all? This is the Boy Master B.
1: Yo, check us out. Chuck, the Public enemy. Yo, what's up? This is DJ Yellow from the world's most dangerous group. What's up? This is DLC. This is
0: your boy, C. Murder. This is Jerry Heller, motherfucker. This is your boy, DJ Paul K. Yeah, Three Six Five, 36 yeah, Young Dizzy Ball. Spice Warm. Yo, this is DJ Reddy Red and What up, what up, what up? This is the real Rick Ross. you listen to me on the Murder Master Music Show? Mm-hmm. This is a show, this the show that shows no limits. Broadcast up and for the real. Interviews with legendary artists. Still got love for the underground feel. Rappers with records, revealing that they shoulda rapped until the, teacher, the up. get gettin' put on. we you need a platform to fight the mainstream, this is the show that you need to be on. Hit up UGS for life on screen and follow us at UGS.com for all of your needs. Production mix, and mixing, the master and graphics, shadowed in time. Check out the artists in touch with but shows. Plenty the content, beauty, deals, so everything free. to devil is oh, yeah, real. Yeah, oh, really? we serve the real. We talk about what we do, we fight our biz, we represent. All them chillers on the mic, we show love to all you fans. Motherfucker. We keep the focus bringing nothing but the rhythm Come and tune in to the dopest I'm a man-made girl Cranky knocking out.
1: Hey what's up everybody It's your boy Perez Welcome back to the Murder Master Music Show This is episode 721 We're bringing back A guest that we had on Early on in the year Before all this COVID crap happened Um, You know what I'm saying Mr. King George Needs no introduction Um, I'm going to bring him on Right now The one and only Mr. King George Hey man uh, How you been During all this uh, Crazy shit going on In 2020 Since we last talked
2: Hey man uh,
1: First of all, I want to say what's up to everybody out there. Thank you for
2: tuning in to The Real Murder Show. And that's how they do it. As far as me, uh, with the COVID-19, coronavirus, I've been maintaining. It gave me a chance to uh, get some rest, get some things together, because I was moving a little fast. And uh, it, it played right into what I was doing.
1: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Uh, also, since we last talked in January, uh, No Limit Chronicles been all over uh, BET. Uh, real big uh, docu series about No Limit Records. Uh, what's your take on it? Do you like how it's turned out so far?
2: Oh man, I'm, I'm I'm really happy about it because they really put my story out there that I was getting ready to put out myself and uh, depicted a nice image of me, um,
1: and really really, really
2: gave me some shine.
1: Yeah. It it added you to the equation, where you're supposed to be. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah, yeah, because for years, uh, King George was not in the equation. A lot of people, uh, like the, the fans who really knew what was up like myself, we was wondering where you were, man, and, and uh, it's got to feel good to to come out of them shadows, so to speak, and get some limelight. Oh, definitely,
2: especially for my situation. You know, my situation, I needed that limelight because, like you said, um, King George was put in the dark uh, with the no limit, uh, the no limit, uh, uh, uh what that word is I want to use because I want to use the right word, right. Well, the No Limit uh, episode uh, of this journey, you know, it put me right where I need to be because what made it so big was a lot of people heard about me and a lot of people didn't hear about me, so when they actually saw me up there, it was a surprise and it was a good thing because everybody was emphasizing on Master P. I was like the secret weapon.
1: Yeah. Yeah, you were the guy. Uh, you were the guy behind the scenes that would help making things go down. You were going on road trips with him, and whatnot. Uh, but but before that though, you grew up with Master P on uh, the Cali Projects, man, New Orleans. Uh, when did you guys first meet? How old were you?
2: Oh, me and Master P met about six, seven years old because we lived in the same project, uh, and back then in the '70s. Family was closer, you know. We, we had love for each other. It wasn't all that hate out there, you know.
1: People had love in the hood. We didn't have much, but we had that love that kept us going. Yeah. So you, you guys, you guys were just kids, six, seven years old. Um, oh, know like I mean? family, like family, like family. Two guys with afros. So you guys, you guys running around. You know, playing whatever kids do at that age. Um, at, at what point in time did you guys get into music? Like, uh, uh, did you were you guys influenced by like the likes of Easy E and Ruthless and what they were doing? We were influenced. Uh, see,
2: we 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 sixties and seventies babies, so we came up with the Run DMCs, the uh, Sugar Hill Gang. That was our era. Uh, well, our first uh stepping stone in into being inspired by getting, by getting getting into the uh entertainment business. Those guys there, the music, you know, that rap that new rap uh sound back in the day, Sugar Hill Gang, that really got into you if you was motivated by uh getting into
1: the entertainment business. Yeah, okay, okay. Um so, so that, that really got you guys, sparked your interest for hip-hop. Um, when did you guys know you had skills, you know what I'm saying, as far as uh, the rhymes were concerned?
2: Well, the first thing you got to have is uh, a want and a dream. If you want to be if you're a kid and you want to be a firefighter or a police officer, you got to have that want and that dream to see yourself, knowing it's attainable,
1: even though the force is saying no, you know and you
2: can be this. And then you got the role models coming up showing you they from the ghetto, they made it. This guy from the ghetto, he made it. So this kept out, this kept fueling us to keep moving.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely. But when he but but what I'm saying though is when Easy uh came out and showed everybody that you could do this, did that have an <clears throat> impact on you guys? Oh. Like I with said the from the beginning,
2: yeah, yeah, but okay, from the beginning we start off with uh with the early sound, right? And then yeah. as we develop because back in the day, uh our communities used to throw talent shows and all that for, for the projects. You know, big old stars coming out bands, we dancing, and if you wanted to be a part of these talent shows, you just put your name on the list three weeks prior, all right? And every time I put my name on that list, I see P in there. If it wasn't breakdancing, to try to rap or dance, it's something to do with the inter- with hip-hop in general. Yeah.
1: So what you happened was, as we could...
2: Yeah, well, we just what we wanted. We really was trying to find a way out of our situation and make money at the same time and have fun. So as we did this... Uh, 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 We had this dream Back in the day when we did the tally show We like 10, 11 or whatever And uh, this dream uh, Kept hold because Then you had artists like uh, L.L. start coming out You had artists like uh, EPMD Right? So we still want to do it but we're thinking about This level right? But then all of a sudden uh, the The crack epidemic Hit right? So now we got to put this entertainment to the side for a minute because we got to get these pharmaceuticals sold, right, in New Orleans. eighteen, nineteen, seventeen 17 years old because this is the only way to get this money. We can't get a job because that's too slow. In Louisiana, what you making, uh, $75 a week, uh, 150 every two weeks, and your, your bills or whatever you're trying to do is far away from that, right? So as we develop our skills, and I'm going to say, as we did our thing in the Caliope, it got so hot, our families were smart enough to say, hey, at the same time, even though we didn't know that uh, each of us was leaving, right, this happened by accident. My family told me I got to get out of there because they saw I was going to get killed. His family saw that he was going to get killed because that was the uh, rotation of the, of the game. You got to kill or be killed uh, because that's what it's all about. That's the image they're they throwing on us. So me and Master P got out of there almost at the same time, and uh, I hit Oakland, California. He hit Richmond, California with his wife, Sonia family, and I went with my sister. And I was out there for about two or three months, and I went to a place called Al Cerrito Plaza. That's the bar station, right? Yeah. And there was a jack in a box across the street. And I said, damn, let me go over here and get me a little chicken sandwich or something, right? So I leave off the bar station platform, and I walk over here to the the jack-in-the-box. I go, open the door, and this guy coming out is Pete.
1: I'm like, hey,
2: what you doing out here? He said, what you doing out here? And he said, I'm rapping. I said, shit, I'm rapping too. And he said, "Uh, well, shit, we chopped it up for a minute. He gave me his info. Back then we didn't have cell phones, so we had to have a landline, right? He gave me his house number. I got his. The next day, we're getting it back on. We're talking about what we rapping about. And at that same time, NWA had dropped. The The, the uh, hip-hop industry was getting hard. And we was like, this the level I'm on right here. That's when we
1: decided that we was going to do hardcore hip-hop,
2: not regular
1: LL hip-hop and all that. Yeah, because the first stuff that P did uh, with uh, Grandmaster Scratch and them, it was more, uh, you know what I'm saying, it looked more more hip-hop-ish. You know what I'm saying? The cover looked like something like LL Cool J or somebody like that would have done. Uh, what, did, what did you? What was your first impression of the Richmond guys when you got to meet like Big O and Grandmaster Scratch and all them?
2: Oh, them guys were the first guys that gave us love. They treated us like family. Because me and Master P, you got to understand, we're from New Orleans, Louisiana, right? We still got these accents. So a lot of people was like, oh, these country boys, we, we stand out. We say something, you turn your head and be like, where are you from? You know, so these were the guys who showed us love, showed us the ways around there, showed us who was who, uh, uh, showed us what, what cuts to go in. You know what I'm saying? They gave us the uh, like the, the 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 blueprint of Richmond, California, how to get around. People say in introducing us to other people. So they were the foundation to us,
1: uh, uh,
2: really moving and grooving through Richmond.
1: Yeah. That and and you guys needed that like you said being from New Orleans um you know what I'm saying that that definitely helped right there. But you you also um uh if I'm not mistaken Grandmaster Scratch introduced you guys to K Lou, did he not? It,
2: exactly. K Lou Grandmaster Flash was K uh uh one of our uh, uh, I'm gonna say K Lou was grand one of Grandmaster Flash uh, friends. Like I said, they laid the blueprint. They were introducing us to everybody. We really didn't know anybody. So what happened was from there, uh P found out that uh K Lou was like a production guy because his mom was like in the entertainment too. They had a limousine and everything. And P followed up on it. That's what that's that's P uh 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 Forte. If you know he can do business with you. If he knows he can use you to get to the next level, he's going to follow up on you and see you again, even if his own, on his own reconnaissance. Yeah.
1: Very smart individual. A lot of people won't think of that, you know?
2: Definitely, definitely. He, real, he always thinking. When you stop thinking, he's still thinking on you. He'll put you to sleep.
1: Yeah. wow. Mind of a hustler, huh? Definitely, My mind uh, of a hustler, mind of somebody
2: that man. I'm telling this this guy here. If you run with him, he gonna put you to sleep. He not gonna stop. And I said, asked yeah. him. I said, uh, damn. Cause once before we uh, after we did the uh, album with uh, Grandmaster Flat, uh Grandmaster Scratch, them from Richmond, Chili D, and uh, Magic Mark, Big O. What happened was we went and got an office in Oakland. Cause he, he needed an office because he was always business minded. He always wanted an office, and he had the little no limit record store in San Pablo. It was like a hole in the wall, but it was he had it made up like a store, right?
1: Oh. Yeah, and uh, that that's how that went. And he he had the store. Uh, he didn't have the store when you guys bumped into each other at the uh, check in the box, though, right?
2: No, he had, he didn't have the store he was in the making and getting the store
1: because
2: he was telling me,
1: man, I'm about to open up
2: this store over here. And the day he opened it up, I'm over there. He, he had it set up like a real store. It was a little one where you walk in and if you go too far, you're going to end up in the back in the backyard, right? Yeah. So he had the store. He had the double-leg section. And what happened with the store was, soon the store started selling a little something. His brother Kevin Miller got shot. Uh, in New Orleans, because I was sitting down because he will let me run the store. He said, "King, I gotta go home. I'm tired." So he'll go because he had to go home with his wife, right? So he'll go yeah. home and leave me with the store, and I'm running the store. Before he left, Kevin had called, and P uh, was asking Kevin, "Come on out here, man." He was begging him to come out here. Come on, in. and I'm telling him, "Come on, Kevin. It's better out here because it's more. You got more ground out there. In New Orleans is just so small and condensed." Everybody killing each other. So he didn't listen, and the next day Kevin got uh, met his demise on a bad level, and uh, P just took off. He called me one day. He said, man, I got to go to New Orleans and take care of my brother because I got to lay him to rest. And I was like, P, you want me to come with you? He was like, no, you stay here at the No Limit Store. You run this and get us some fun so when I get back. And he said, I don't even know I'm going to come back, man. This my this my little brother, man. I'm all broke up. So Pete took off in a Cadillac, his his wife, his mom, uh, his sister, they all were packed in a a, a big Cadillac, and he drove down there. He didn't catch a plane, he drove. And it usually takes three days to drive to New Orleans, right? Pete made it in like a day and something.
1: Wow. Yeah, he damnly put wings
2: on that Cadillac. He damnly put wings, I'm serious. He called me about a day late. I said, well, it was like Monday, and he called me Tuesday night saying he was there. I said, what? I said, would y'all stop and call the plane? Because that's the ride. I done took it before with him. From here, Texas is a whole day by itself. From here to California. If you go to Texas, it's going to take a full day. I can bet any money to anybody out here. You're going to go a full day trying to get to New Orleans from Texas. That's how big Texas is.
1: And, and um, you know, he gets the call, you know I'm saying, that his brother, um, you know, was killed. And yeah, this his was brother just, passed uh, away brother, by his mom now. And, and this was just a, a day or so after you guys were trying to tell him to come to Richmond.
2: This was a day
1: or two after, because I remember telling him,
2: come on, Kevin, come on out here. And You know, I know the whole family. I'm like, man, come on out here with us, man, so we can... We, even C. mortal was out there, you know. We were trying to get them all out here. Silk was already out here, but he was like a little kid in, in uh, uh, middle school. He really couldn't run with us. His mom didn't even want Silk out there. Silk, got, silk started coming out there so, because he got so tall, we needed his height. He still was like a little baby.
1: Yeah. Yeah, so, so you got Silk out there, and uh, Kevin was about to come out there. And then he, Then he gets killed. Um, I mean, I, I can't even imagine what that had been like for P and the family. Um, you know, that was bad. That was a bad because like he was
2: too young. He was too yeah. young here, and that was that was the one like P. He was a thinker. If Kevin was here and P and them their man, he'd be right there by his side. He a smart. He was just like P. That's the one he clicked with. They did the same thing. They was damnly like twins. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's a damn shame. Um, so, so Pete goes down there, um, you know, oh. with the family and whatnot, and then he comes back. Um, okay, so P go down there, like, right? He came back.
2: Okay, here it is. Pete come back, right? You never know what Pete was on Pete mind because he's not an emotional person that holding on his shoulder, right? You damnly got to pull it out of him. That's what I know. I know him to a T because I lived with him for two years. Uh, P got when P got a, his right hand, right? Nobody don't know this. P right hand, right? If you really look at P, I know, I think it's the left hand. The left hand is always straight. Look at him. You're going to notice it now since I'm telling you. P left hand is always straight, and you might not see his left hand because what happened was, the inside of his hand is white, like somebody dried it out. They never get moisture because I found out by him because he got pissed off with me one day. I was looking at him. I said, man, you ain't never been your hand. That left hand, you're keeping it straight. And he looked at me. I said, oh, what's wrong? What's wrong with that hand? I'm messing with him, right? He said, man, don't mess with me, man. And then it come to find out when he was five years old, he's trying to stick some shit because, we had these electric outlets, right? And if a kid stick a bobby pin in there, back then they had the big black bobby pins, right? And p sticking shit in the uh the outlet. I heard this from from his uh his sister. He stuck the pin in the outlet and the whole thing lit his whole hand up. Well, he passed out. He on the ground, his grandma running there, right? She screamed, ah! They're all screaming. They thought he was dead. So they get in there, his hand got fried. So Make a long story short, that's why his hand is straight, because when he was a kid, he put his hand in the electric so- so- uh, socket, and I, I, I found out by messing with him that day.
1: Oh, man, you didn't even know, huh? He almost died I right didn't there, even though. know, but we standing there. Yeah, I, I, I was
2: messing with him, Joke. I said, man, you did because I just called him by accident, because I said, damn, why is his hand so straight like that? I thought he was gonna bend it, and every time he moved, it just stayed straight. I was like, "What's up?" I looked inside his hand; it was like it was all dried out. It can't get moisture because the electric shock uh, took all the moisture out of inside his hand. He'll never tell nobody. you won't even see his left hand if you when he play basketball. If you watch, that left hand is always straight.
1: Oh, damn man, we might not even had a a, a no limit records. You know, uh, yeah, body, he was like,
2: gone, man. They took him. To, yeah, they took him to charity hospital. He was gone.
1: So he. Oh, okay. So they had to like revive him then.
2: He was a little kid, six years old. He on the ground by shock. Right. It was a miracle that he lived because they got into the hospital. This little guy just got his whole hand electrocuted. Mm. And it just shocked his whole body. You know what I'm saying? They lucky it didn't stop his heart. His heart he had his heart had to be going because when the electric shock, if you stop your heart, you're gone. That that's what could have happened. He got lucky. It was a miracle. He had a bunch of miracles yeah. going on.
1: I was I would say so, man. A bunch of miracles, tragedies, successes. Yeah. Um, you know, it's just uh amazing. Uh but you you were there with him, you know, from day one, from uh, you know, when he was a kid. Uh, you went out there to Richmond, you guys uh um you know say it was doing the no limit thing. Um you know, the first tape, uh we, we always see the first uh, they say it was mind of a psychopath, uh, the E P. It was like uh it was supposed to be like you guys were all dressed like in uh suits like the untouchables. You remember taking that picture? Exactly. Oh yeah, yeah. What happened with that world I'd never forget it.
2: Cause Grandmaster Flash, I'm gonna say Grandmaster Scratch is the one that got us the real guns. We had real shotguns, right? Grandmaster Scratch, Magic Mark, they brought all. PC, I need some guns, and we need. We wanted to look like the real Untouchables from back in the day, right?
1: So now we got
2: these five-gallon hats. You know the real gangster
1: hats, right? Yeah, I seen the picture, all suited, all suits and guns. Yeah, yeah, we got the hats on,
2: we got the suits on, we got real shotguns in our hand. So now we over there in Richmond, between APM Way, where it dropped down like into a valley when you're on the freeway, right? Yeah. You, you ever pass that way on the freeway eighty? And you look down, you can't see down there because it's like a valley down there. If you ever go around Hilltop Mall, you'll look at valleys in there. Where the, cause you can look up and you, the car won't even see you down there unless you're on the top freeway and you look
1: down, right? So, yeah, is that the same place where you guys took the getaway clean photos, where you guys were on the fence?
2: No, no, I'm, I'm going to
1: get to that. So, we've taking the photos for the real untouchables, right? And yeah. you
2: know, Of 80... Between Hilltop and Fitzgerald on eighty, it's a valley. So we taking these pictures, right? Somebody called and told the cops and some guys with some shotguns in the in, off the eighty. They couldn't find us, but we saw these highway patrols going around everywhere, right? Trying to trying yeah. to find out where these guys were, all these guns. Because back then people had to go to a pay phone. Because they didn't have cell phones and shit, right? So somebody went to a pay phone and said, some guys, and they kept riding around. They couldn't find us. We were looking out. Hey, man, the damn highway patrol looking for us. So we hurry up and got out there. We got all the girls together, put them in the car. They never caught us. And that that's why we took that photo for the real untouchable. But the Getaway Clean album cover was did at CC College on their gates in Richmond, yeah. in San Pablo.
1: That's that's like a crazy though. You know, going back to the uh, Real Untouchables cover, that's like a comedy skit. I mean, the cops are calling you guys, and they're driving past you and everything. There you are, right there. I mean, you can't be missed. That's funny. You're in suit. That, that, well, that because
2: eighty <laughs> got a. It's a drop. You can't see it. You got to actually be looking for it. We right there. The for, that's how they built the freeways high. So now it's inside the, the freeway uh, uh, joints laying inside the valley. So we right here, right, it's the freeway tall. If you look at 80, it's set up high. So now they got a valley down there that people can really go in there where it's all grassy. And for some reason, Pete picked the perfect location. They could not find us. They were going around in circles. There were like guys with about six guns, shotguns. So they really was looking. Along with the Richmond police, they're all rolling around, and we come out the valley and roll right by them.
1: Then look, and we said, Look at these clowns, man. Wow. That had to be, that, You guys had been laughing about that for for weeks.
2: No, we were laughing. We were still scared. We still had the guns. We still had to pass all these cops. Then looking around, and we drove right, we were sweating until we got home because we still got all these guns in the car.
1: That could have been it right there. Yeah. Yeah. Man, we was we wasn't we wouldn't have a smile on our face. It could have been disastrous.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: You know, forget about being the real untouchables. Be going <laughs> <to> the <laughs> yeah, we're weekend, gonna be right? the
2: untouchables,
1: shit. Exactly, yeah. exactly. But that uh you know that, that I mean that's that's dope <laughs> history right there. You know, people don't know about Thank that. You. Um but then, then okay, uh you were talking about the get away clean cover. What what was the concept behind that?
2: The concept was what that was, we start getting harder now because we was influenced by NWA and all Scarface and all these other uh hard so the music game went in that area then. So we was talking about we don't do dirt and we're gonna get away with it clean by using music and using this hardcore thing and still standing in the game. So if you notice on the getaway clean, he's actually looking through some binoculars. There the police looking at us. He thinks we dealing dope, but we rapping. That was the concept. Uh, he's telling you this how you get away clean. You do hip-hop. You look like the dope dealer. You move like the dope dealer, but you don't. So when the cop come looking through these binoculars, we jumping over the gate with these bats. We gonna whoop your ass because we ain't doing nothing.
1: And and this this was a uh, you know what I'm saying this was a whole different concept. You know what I'm saying the first one you guys were in suits. Um, this one obviously. You know what I'm saying? You guys, uh, but it's still the same type of thing, man. You're getting away. Um, whose idea was this? Was this P's or yours? Or? That
2: was P. P. P had the concept. I was his backup man. I made sure that uh, I had his back and everybody knew it. I, you know, he played, he was, the, he was the brain, I was the muscle. You know, we made that clear one day because I tried to play the brain one day and uh, I was too uh, uh, aggressive. You know, I'm too aggressive. I might go off on you. It had to take a businessman mind who could say, "You know what? Let me think about this." I wasn't a real thinker back then. I
1: just uh, I was a person that react. You acted, yeah, you acted before. Well, I remember last time you were on here, you were telling me a story about um, there was an uh, incident at the club um, where you had a uh, you know what I'm saying. You, you, you had to defend P, I guess, in Texas, and you ended up doing time. Okay, that that what happened. What happened with that was,
2: uh, as we did the Getaway Clean albums, and then try to make money and live and you know pay rent, and do everything. You had the No Limit Record Store that really wasn't selling records. We took it to the streets. Then we start hustling. You know, we start doing paperwork. We start selling pharmaceuticals. So what happened was, we start doing so much stuff trying to get so much money to where we got too hot. We had to move. Right. We said, man, we got to get out of Cali. That's how much stuff we start doing, right? He said we got, he gave up the no-limit record store. We shut that down, right? Because we doing too much. No-limit record stand open to midnight. You know what we doing now. You feel me? You know what we doing now. The store open now. It's really no limit. Don't close now. So we serving at the store now. When you buy a tape, you getting something else too. So oh, anyway, we we uh we got hot, and me and Pete decided to get on the road. We threw uh, Sonia, Low Romeo, Silk, and the little baby Bursi down to Texas by his family. Uh, his auntie had a condo out there, a big old house, and she, she, she invited us in. But what Pete did was he, he got the money that we hustled up and sent it down there and got his wife to get us an apartment. So we already had a double-bedroom apartment, like a single-bed apartment waiting on us. So now all we got to do, me and P got to get out of Cali, right? So before we get out of Cali, we do our thing. We make a few licks. We take a few things here, there. You know, we go on a little crime spree, right? So we get to jump in this big old blue Impala, one of them old school, like a 72. We got one of them we rolling in. We looking like real monsters, right? We hitting the road. We get on the road that night. We got everything. We got credit cards, everything. We doing it all. We hustling. We don't give a shit. So now we rolling. I got my pistol in my pocket. Pete got his pistol. We are, I keep my little 380p like a nine, right? So we on the road now. We rolling. Just as you get out of L.A., you're going to go into Phoenix. So we hit Phoenix. I see the sign that say Phoenix, right? No, I see the sign that say Arizona. I said, oh, shit, this ain't going to take long to get to Texas because we're driving down. We're going all the way down. We hit uh, Phoenix. So I lay back down, and Pete hit me on my, on my arm right with his elbow. I said, damn, what's wrong, man? He said, look, look. I look in the mirror. I woke up right away. There was a highway patrol behind us, right? It was one cop. So uh, he said, damn. I said, he's pulling us over. I said, damn. So I take my piece and shove it under the seat, right? Pete didn't have time to move here. So now... The cop coming to my door, he got me blocked in. I wanted to get out and run, right? So now he got me blocked in. He's telling P to get out the car. He said, look, you get out the car. Matter of fact, you give me your ID. I gave him my ID. Now I'm stuck now, right? I can't go nowhere. He got my information. So now I'm sitting there. He kept asking P, P, uh, sir, give me your ID. I kept telling P, man, give him your ID. Get him off me, right? So I can get some of this shit on me. So, uh... He's not moving I'm not understanding why But I'm looking He's moving his leg He's trying to work his pistol down his leg Right He didn't want to get out with the pistol They were going to get him So now he worked that pistol down his leg All the way That He was smart He got the pistol down to the floor And he kicked it under the seat I see it go under Now I got two pistols with me Right So P get, get out there He get out the car And the police handcuff him And put him on the bumper Police running everything, he running it I'm looking, I'm nervous Because I said, damn, I don't want to go to jail in Phoenix Right, I'm say in Arizona I know how tough the prisons are So, uh, now the cop Come back, I'm looking at all this Right through my little mirror
1: I said, damn, he coming back
2: So, he give Pete He uh, take Pete Get the cuffs off, and I said, oh, okay And he give him his ID back And he come back to me He said, look I'm going to tell you one thing. I don't know what you guys doing. I'm going to let you go, but I'm going to take your license plates. we like, what? He took our license. He let us go, but he took the plates off. Now we sit in the ducks, right? So he let us go. we rolled and We got all the way to Texas, right, with no plates. Now Damn. Instead, of us going, instead of us going home, hold on, instead of us going home, going by his auntie or wherever and getting in it, We want to party, man. We want to go shoot some pool. Come on, man. So we go to H-Town. We in Houston now. We rolling around. No plates on. We driving fast, everything. We get to the club. I got my pistol on me back then. They really wasn't tripping off. scanning you getting in these clubs, right, like they do now. Everybody got guns in the club, right? So we in there. We shooting pool. We having fun laughing. And this girl, he looking at her and the girl looking at him. And the girl come up, they talk, and Pete gave her gave his uh, female his number, right? So now we still shooting pool. We're back shooting pool. I'm behind the eight ball, right? I'm about to sink this boy. Here, I see a piece of paper laying in the middle of the pool table. And I look back, who the hell threw that in there? It's the it's the girl boyfriend. She threw P number back at us, right? And he said, uh... I don't know who you niggas is, but y'all don't give my girlfriend your number. She cool. So the guy got a the guy got a pool ball in his hand. I never forget. I see the, I see his hand. There's was a strike ball in his hand. He getting ready to hit P with it, right? So I said, hey, and I lift my shirt and showed him the handle of my pistol, right? I said, don't do that, and the guy was like, oh, it's like that. And I told a guy, I said, hey, man, it's always like that with me. And the guy stepped back. He said, okay, it's all good. So he went over there. We sitting talking to all kind of guys. We still shoot. We fake shooting pool now because we got to keep our eye on this dude. We don't know what's going down now. I just showed this guy this pistol. We don't know what's going to go down now. P got his shit halfway caught, we ready, right? So now we still shooting pool, and we end up sneaking out the place. We get out of there. We, we go out of the place, and Pete tell me, he said, King, you know what? I want this nigga. I say, man, you want him, you got him. I'm down with him 100%, right? So now we're waiting in the parking lot. They, the, the club let out about two is about one. And we're waiting. we waiting patient. we waiting about 159. everybody start rolling out the club. And we see the one we want. We cut and loose. And I let off about four shots. P left off about two. And we had these gazelles. They used to wait back in the day like the one DMC gazelles. I had the square ones and Pete had the round ones. So now we let off these shots and we trying to run. Pete glasses come off. He tried to go back and get them. I grabbed his hand. Hey, man, don't go back and get that. Let that shit go. So we get in the car and, uh, take off, we got the whole parking lot smoked up, right? You can't see nothing, because before I take off, them big old pallets hit a full circle, right? I just try to go straight, but I hit it so hard, it spit all the way out on me, and I took off on the freeway. So we got away with that. I, I think after we did that, we went at a, a, some chicken.
1: Yeah, George, you there? Yeah, I'm here. Yeah, so you went for some chicken, and uh, what happened after that? What happened after that? The next day,
2: me and Pete's wife went to do some paperwork, right? P made me this ID. It looked like a Texas license, right? So I uh-huh. get to the Walmart to go get a whole bunch of stuff for the house and stuff like that. So the guy got my ID, and there was a security guard, one of the, like, the in-store private security with the plain clothes, he looked over the rack and said, hey, man, that looked like that guy that he was talking about at this club. They did a shooting. Tall, black. they had me. They had a description of me, right? Because they, they, the people in the club, they was really looking for us. We wasn't even tripping. We didn't know they were looking for us like that. So the security guard come over there to me, the, uh, 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 what they call them, uh, what they call them people who do the security Love recovery people. Anyway, he come over to me, and he showed me his little security badge. He said, "Can can you come in the back with me for a minute?" I said, "I'm not coming nowhere with you. So I'm talking to the private security, right?" So as I'm saying, yeah. this is a real Harris County Sheriff Deputy walked through the door, a real one. This is the real deal, like a police. And the guy, the security guy, said, "Hey, excuse me, officer. Can you give me some help? Some help over here?" And the guy said, what's up? I think this guy, so he whispered to him that this guy here, we think he's one of the ones uh, who did this stuff. Uh, so the, the Harris County Sheriff Deputy, he grabbed me by the back of my belt, right? He got me. I'm like, hold on, man, slow down. He damnly got my shit all wrapped up in me, right? So I'm like, uh, hold on. He said, well, we're going to find out what's going on. I'm going to let you go about your business. Well, anyway, I ended up getting took down to the uh where they do you at the last 48 Where they put the cameras Ask you where you was So I'm under this kind of uh, uh, scrutiny So they asked asking me Where your boy at They know it was two of us right They kept asking yeah. me Where your brother at Man they thought, they thought he was my brother Because people get that mistake And we tall We near look alike And they all Oh they're brothers They're cousins They don't know So anyway the cops kept asking For my brother They asked me for this For like two or, two, two, two or three days they had me at the Harris County uh, uh, jail where they'll come get me out. They didn't charge me yet, but they was holding me on, like, on a 24, 48-hour hole. And they back and yeah. forth trying to get me to confess till they just slapped me with the charges. They just said, okay, you're getting it. Aggravated battery. And plus, we got that check you had over there. That was stolen, too. They were trying to get anything, right? So now I'm yeah. sitting in this place. He can't get me out. P at the house, he know the house hot, the wife get back to the to the house and tell P, King gone, they took him, so, oh Lord, King gone, he lost his mind, It's said, oh shit, he started thinking about all the shit, I know he ain't thinking I'm about to snitch on him, right, but he got to get the hell out of there, so now, P get up out of there, he can't get me out because they set a no bond, because the people was like, nah, we don't want him out, because this lady got shot in the hand off a ricochet bullet, and this guy shot shot in the ass, right? We here, they didn't kill nobody, but he caught a few people in a bad spot. So I'm in there, and after about eight months, after fighting it, I went on and took a plea bargain for eight years. Damn.
1: And what year was this, King George? That was
2: 1990. I'll never forget, because I, I got out in 1992. I stayed two flat years. I was supposed to do the whole the whole eight, but it was a law that came through in Texas that the legislature passed. Texas so big, right? The overcrowding was so bad, till I couldn't go to the regular pen. They sent me to Mexico Penitentiary.
1: That was the hardest penitentiary down in Mexico. Yeah, it's called Laredo.
2: It's called Laredo. Anybody you ask about Laredo, you don't want to go to that prison. It's an old, old penitentiary where it's all shaped up, bars and stuff like that. Two years, and you don't get nothing but Mexican food. You get burritos, and you don't watch nothing but Mexican TV all day. with like hell.
1: Damn. That's crazy. I
2: think I think I lost a little weight there, but I stayed in shape because every, every day you got guys that might want to box you, right? Because that's what they do in Texas. They like to fight. So I got real skill on my hand skill because every time you look around, I was boxing with somebody because these guys are hard-headed, you know. I might have some uh, toothpaste in my box and some guy just help yourself to it. So when you help yourself to my shit without asking, I'm going to put something on your ass if I don't kill you. So that's the reputation I had out there because I kept me a blade. I kept me a blade I was always ready You gotta keep a blade I kept me a sharp blade I kept me a sharp two, two page, uh uh brush At the end of my toothbrush I stick you I kill you I brush my teeth And kill you With the same food.
1: Well you're down there I mean you gotta do Whatever the fuck You gotta do I imagine How did you get Oh you gotta that do What thing? you gotta do
2: You, you gotta stuff. I'm, I'm not that type you, of how guy How did you
1: survive mentally
2: Oh I survived Good mentally Because my dad, and my mom was strong anyway, so I came yeah. out with a straight con- uh, 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 strong constitution even before I got there. Oh.
1: So you, you was already mentally like, uh, prepared. Yeah, it's like
2: me and Pete. Pete, P are already mentally prepared for all the money he gets. That's why you can give me a trillion dollars. You gonna, I'm gonna still talk to you because I'm already, I already know what's, what what the stumbling blocks of this situation is. And how you keep it equal. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that's crazy. So you do this time, um meanwhile P P had already got with uh Records or or that was coming, I guess, while you were in, inside. Um, and you get out during the time he drops Mama's bad boy.
2: Okay. We was on in a minute before I left with the getaway clean because they was doing distribution for it. So okay. when I left yeah, there was all, we was already dealing with Jason Bland. That's the guy I almost scared, and Pete got on me, told me never go into office like that. That's why Pete told me, let me do the brains, you do the muscle. I was like, you go there, it, I almost Jason. broke him up for real. Jason was, Bland it was, it's, 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 was scared, he was it like, "Who this guy?" With Jason. Yeah, yeah. So Jason, uh, uh, what happened was uh, Pete when I first got when I got out he was like, uh, man, Jason don't want to pay me my money. He not paying nobody. He got RBL over there. He got Hammer over there, everybody. He don't want to cut nobody no checks, right? So we in the office, and uh, Jason said, come, we waiting outside. So Jason got about five people want to talk to him about their money, right? So now we go in there. We sitting down with Jason. I'm patting my feet. I'm sizing him up, right? Let me see what part of his fucking head I'm going to take off. I'm thinking, right? I'm stupid, right? I don't know what the hell I to send myself to the pen again. So now, uh, P said, well Jason, I would like uh to get a check for the amount of units I moved. We probably moved about a hundred units. We thought we was moving some shit, right? We didn't know. So and Jason said something about well P you come back and talk to me in about a month and then I might have something for you, right? So I stood up, I said, You know what? You are gonna pay us right now we not going out of here nowhere until I get the check. Pete was like, he's looking at me like, King, please don't do this. We're going to scare these people. We ain't going to sell shit after a while. So now Jason's sitting down. I think he opened a drawer or something up on my head. I seen something slide over, right? He, he was nervous, right? So Pete called. Pete said, come outside, King. Come outside. Let me holler at you. So Jason's rubbing up. Jason had this long hair, right? Jason's stroking his hair, right? He can tell he's nervous. He's trying to straighten his hair. So now P take me out He said, King, King, man, don't do this fucking shit no more. This is this how P talked to me because we brothers, right? Uh, man, don't scare these people, King. Let me handle the business, man. You're going to do this, they're not going to let us in none of the offices then, right? Because these guys call and you're not going nowhere, right? That's how the chain goes. So now, I look at P, I say, you got it, man. I'm not saying nothing else. And from that day on, we could when we when we went to Atlantic Records and try to get a deal, you heard nothing out of me. P looking at me like, yeah, because I'm listening, right? So now we get out of Jason's office, and that set the plan on my role and P role.
1: Well,
2: So he, oh, at he the had same
1: to... time, my I'll... yeah. Oh, what would you say? I said he had to stop you. He was getting ready to put one no, on Yeah, day. yeah, exactly, exactly. Exactly because we, we
2: got we, we just the way we're going to do it. He's going to show me how we going to do it, how we going to get to the top. So when I was locked up, he dropped Mama's bad boy and uh, understanding the criminal mind because my sister, he kept in contact with my family. They, how King's doing? How you holding up? Oh, they put him in the Mexican prison because my sister and them came to see me. They had to come across the border. They couldn't bring, no, it was rough, man. They had to come way, drive way out here. The prison's so far off from the city, right? It, it's like I'm uh, being on Alcatraz. Because if you do break out and run, them damn uh, them little big old pigs with the big teeth, don't, them hogs don't get your ass. That's where they live at. Them, you ever seen them big hogs with the teeth look like it's going through
1: their jaws? Yeah, the uh, wild that, boar. Yeah, crazy fucking That's thing.
2: what we were surrounded by. That's what, that was the water. So no, they had gates we can get through. We'll shut the gate on our own. Huh.
1: Yeah, you go out
2: here, you're going to be fooled. Because they had to <laughs> shoot a couple of them. Yeah, got they do eat people.
1: Yeah. They do eat people, yeah. Oh, man, you're not
2: getting in there. They're, they're, and they're not scared. You're going to be kicking dirt out' them, right? They're going to charge you.
1: Yeah. Huh. That's insane. Yeah, so I, I
2: get out. So, I I get out, right? I'm I'm in I'm so I'm in I'm in this prison but I met this kingpin while I was in this prison, right? And the kingpin had hurt his arm because the uh uh he got shot by the highway patrol. He had about four or five keys on him and the highway patrol trying to rip him out the car and he took off in the car but the highway patrol ended up getting a couple shots off. So anyway, I got my I got my money on by dealing with him because if he have any beef with anybody, they got beef with me, right? So yeah. he started putting money on my books and he hooked me up with one of his girlfriends, girl. So the, I had a girlfriend that sent me money, everything, send me because so, we could get boxes out there. Say like if I was in there and I asked uh I asked you to send me something, right? You'll have to send in a box, you can send me corn toothpaste, whatever I need, right? But in my toothpaste, in my corn, I got weed, I got everything in there, right? I got all the shit in Mexico. So I'm in there the only one for selling shit and smoking weed in that motherfucker, till I got out.
1: Wow. Yeah. That's crazy.
2: So now I'm out. So now I'm out, right? Now I'm out. i going to stay with this, uh, the girl that the kingpin hooked me up with. She lived in Houston. And my mind on P, right, man? Where P at? P, five, so my, I called my sister down in Oakland. I said, look, I'm coming down there and live with you for a while till I get on my feet. And I told my girlfriend down in Houston I was going, and it kind of broke her heart because she didn't want me to leave. I told her I was rapping, right?
1: Yeah.
2: So I, I, I get back to Oakland, and I run across P's sister. She almost hit somebody when she see me. She, I, said, I heard out the one, the window, and I turned around. I said, "Damn, who that was?" And she hurried up here the U-turn. This masterpiece, sister. She hurried up here the U-turn and pulled side of me. She jumped out the car, give me a hug. When you, when you got out? She said, "Boy, Pete, looking for you." She said he can't wait till you got. He heard you was about to get out. So anyway, she uh, gave her my. Uh, I had a pager back then. I gave her my pager number. P was at my sister, uh shop. My sister had a hair shop. The next day, P said, we hung. We're all oh, nigga you back. We're all again. So I take off with P in his car. I didn't see my sister in about three or four months. You know how we do me and P. Hitting. we, we, we is all again. we back on again. I'm back in the passenger seat. we rolling again. And
1: was this, this when you guys went out, uh, Out west for the uh, no, I got, I
2: got, got, yeah, I got back to Oakland. I got back to Oakland. He was already what happened was while I was locked up, it got too hard for him in Texas, so he had to move back to Cali. That's what happened was because we moved to Texas, that's how I got into trouble. He saw it wasn't cool, so he moved back to Cali, uh, back to Richmond, and I'll end up going back to Oakland, so we end up back in Cali again because we was hot. About two years ago, prior to that, we was too hot to do anything. But we cooled off and we moved back up, right? So I'm in Oakland. He back in Richmond. He, his sister tell him, and now we back rolling again on the west. Because now he's telling me I want to put out a new album, and the album was called "Who's the Killer."
1: Oh, okay. So you guys started working on that one? Yeah. That's who's the killer?
2: Milkman. Yeah, yeah, Milkman, and uh, uh, Silk was rolling, C-Murder, Big Ed, me, Callie G. That's who's the killer.
1: At this point, Big O, Grandmaster Scratch, they they had left already, right?
2: They left already. They left. They left during the first album because no money was generated. They saw it was kind of like hard work. You had to keep moving. You got to keep on wiggling. After that, they start doing their
1: own things. Yeah, you're still there at this point. You guys put out this project. Uh, so who's the killer? we put
2: out the Who's the Killer. We put out the Who's the Killer.
1: That circulate, that get a
2: little noise. Now me and Pete back full flash hustling again. Now, right? I got my old trusty nine. I got my old trusty three eighty. I got a brand new one back in my pocket again. Right. P got a brand new nine because what happened was uh, uh, we got, P got his wife to get us these pistols, right? Because the first ones we had was dirty, but these were legit. Just in case they stopped us, it will be on somebody's name. It wasn't one of them one with a body on it. So now I got my 380 on me. P got his nine. We back doing pharmaceutical. We back offering. Now we hit a lick. After the Who's the Killer, but the Who's the Killer not doing good, Pete said, man, I'm I'm ready to work on the new album. What is called? The new album is called The Ghetto's Trying to Kill Me. Oh, I like that one. We start on The Ghetto's Trying to Kill Me. The Ghetto's Trying to Kill Me. So we get that album together and put it out. It start buzzing a little bit. Oh, we got a little buzz off this. Ghetto's trying to kill me. Oakland loving it. San Francisco loving it. We getting a few in. We going to bring it to St. Charles, right? E-40's uncle. We drive from Oakland to Fairfield. Me, Silk Sea Murder, about six six tall motherfuckers in a car. Like a basketball team. <laughs> we get to St. Charles giving the to trying to kill me. St. Charles, look at it. I like this. St. Charles was the man that was connected with all the distributors. He the one that made sure E-40 got his money off the mailman. Remember that one? Yeah. Oh, yeah, classic.
1: So our,
2: so our music group put so Music Group put that to help him back that up. That's his uncle. So um, the ghetto's trying to kill me, so I'm getting a few checks off that, seeing a few in. Pete said, I'm ready to do another album. What are we going to do, Pete? We're going to do the West Coast Bad Boys. It's a compilation. King, you got a solo song on it. He always had something reserved on me because he always said, King, whatever I do, you deserve it. Because I was just like him. I'm the Muffle. I'm right here. I'm doing whatever we got to do. So now we do the West Coast Bad Boys. Seabole was one of the hottest selling artists. We got him headlining it. Then it's called Headed for the Jack with me and him and Master P. We got, we got the two Me. Me, C, Murder, Silk, Big Ed, see, uh, Master P, we got the song for True. Would you take a bullet for your homie? Would you take a bullet for your homie? That was ours on there. We got Ray Love on there. We got JT, the bigger figure, Selsky, RBL. We got some hitters on here, right? Ray Love, uh, Selly Fell. We got some hitters. We ready to go. Lil Rick. Oh, we put that out is selling, right? Oh, this shit doing good. We rolling, we hustling, we having fun. But we traveling, hitting the road, promoting this that people don't know. We catching planes. We going to Kansas City. We going to uh, Cincinnati. We hitting cities. We hitting Jack the Rapper. We hitting a conference. We at all these places. So, Pete said, know what? it's time to work on another album, my solo. What's the solo called, P 99 Ways to Die. Oh, I like that one. I'm going to have two I'm going to have a cigar in my hand and two nines in my hand. That was the nines P usually have. He brought him another one. He got the two nines in there with the cigar in the mouth, 99 ways to die. That's the one that hit the billboard charts. That's the one we know we was on our way. We knew we was going to make it. We knew it. Because what we do, what P do is instead of spending all the money, he take all the money and throw it back. We might make about 20, 20 Gs. He said, "King, here three thousand dollars for you. Here's something for me. Here's something for the family. And we'll give this the silk, and that's what we got to do the music. So all our hustling money, everything went back into the music.
1: Yeah, you were able to build almost like, you know, what I'm saying for e- each one was a stepping stone.
2: Um, each one was a project. stepping stone. It's he back. took advantage of it."
1: He told everybody
2: almost get that stepping stone, but some people take their money and go buy cars. They might go to the strip club. They might do this, but P said, "No well, We're gonna take the money and go. We're gonna uh, we're gonna put it back in." That's how he blew up. Every money he make, if he go go, he gonna give all that money away to the next hungry person who who, who, who don't want to do what he's gonna do.
1: Yeah, he. um definitely, uh, you know what I'm saying, went above and beyond probably what any of you guys imagined. Did you guys think it would, you know, get up to 750 million records sold?
2: Well, we know he was going
1: to succeed.
2: So if you know you're going to succeed, it's fuck, you can go up to a trillion. It's all about knowing if you're going to succeed. That's the seed that take you there. You know, look at yeah. the Jordan. They knew he was going to succeed, but it keep going. That's how, that's how evolution goes, you know? If you stick with it and keep going, you're gonna keep getting bigger and bigger. But the goal is to succeed. If you get a goal record, you succeed, right? If you wanna stop, that's on you, but we don't stop. So we yeah. going to get bigger and bigger. It's like it's just like Yeah, it's like Rice Krispies or uh uh snap crackle spoke stop. They don't stop, they don't keep coming with a new box.
1: Yeah, you guys uh you know, uh, you're doing this No Limit Chronicles. It's uh, it's it's all over the uh, the internet. Everybody's talking about it. Very high rated TV show. I even saw BET put a clip up of you. Um, you know, uh, it was real good to see because I remember reviewing your albums and Murder Dog and and uh, you know what I'm saying Tobin and you sending packages to me back in the day. Um, exactly. And here you here you are now. You know what I'm saying. Finally getting your story out there. Let me ask you. Finally get my story this. out. I asked this to Tobin uh, when he was on uh, a few weeks back. Um, when you were doing the No Limit Chronicles, did you have a chance to talk to P at all?
2: No, no. But I had people already talking to him because my my cousin rolling with it. So I got I got in between. Me and me and P got yet to uh, shake hands and see where we going because we got in between people that's keeping the communication clean.
1: Oh, that's great. That's great because yeah, I'm gonna, uh, already got people saying. Okay. No, I was just I was just gonna say it's a a positive thing because you guys, you know, you guys grew up together. It's much bigger than music, you know. It's much um, bigger. When was the last time you actually talked to Master P? 1995, that long. Wow. So this is right after you guys got the priority deal, pretty much?
2: Right, right after the deal. I'm sitting in Jimmy I.V. office with uh, Master P. We already got the True Album did. They already got a billboard on Hollywood Boulevard. I'm here. I made it with them. I made it. I'm right there. All they got what we got to do is start selling records. Now I'm here. People don't know I made it with him. All the way to poverty. Yeah. They can't write me out the record books. I'm right here. I made it with you. I was a success. They just, I just got a raw deal.
1: Yeah. Well, hopefully, hopefully you guys, I mean, because you guys are still here. That's the beautiful thing. Hopefully you guys can uh, mend the relationship and uh, do something together. Fans would love that. I can see that.
2: Yeah, I can see that. I can, And we can see it, too, because the fans putting it together. The fans like, now, because you want real. You want real now. It's hard to get real. So people see some realness Now, this the real deal. Because you can't get up there and keep lying and lying and lying because it's going to play out. And if it's not going to be real, it's not going to be around.
1: Yeah. Yeah, you got to have, uh, you know what I'm saying, the real deal. Um, and the fans, you know, that that's what they want,
2: too. Um, that's, what they want. Want to that that's what they want. That's what they want. That's what they want. They showed me a clip of the Breakfast Club, so they was talking about uh, me on the Breakfast Club with Master P, and he was telling them how much love uh, he got from me, you know what I'm saying? And he had he hated that we broke, we separ- uh, separatized and all that, so... It's a good. The, the atmosphere is, is really going smooth, and we we grown men now. We not kids, so we didn't have a fist fight. Never did. We never shot at each other. Never had death threats. So the air is clean. Man, this man is good. We good. We good, man.
1: That's beautiful to hear. You know. Uh, yeah, we good. You know, uh, that, I'm I'm real glad to hear that because uh, you know that that's uh, when they go to make, eventually they're going to make a movie. You know, documentaries are awesome, but eventually they got to do like a straight out of Compton, all eyes on me type movie. And they're going to need input from everybody that was involved. You know what I'm saying? Um, do you see that happening in the future? A motion picture?
2: It's inevitable. If he's smart, and feel a smart man, but I don't know what kind of twist he might put on it, because it, I'm, I'm hoping he follows through where, uh, hold on, hold on, hold on one, one second, let me clear this line, can I clear this
1: line? Yeah, yeah, for sure, George.
2: George, talk about that. See, I get so much love and all these calls coming from out of state. You know, they calling. Oh man, I was so happy to see you. So it's a whole lot of love and 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 they they loving it because it's real.
1: Yeah, and we all, you know, the fans, the people that that know about it, and the and the, the writers and stuff like myself, we've wanted to see that for years. You know, um exactly. even back when you me and mine entertainment true play exactly and, and, you know you, you put out a lot of classic albums yourself, um projects, compilations, um you and Tobin you know did a lot of stuff together um you you ever wanna uh do any more the things with Tobin in the future oh
2: man tobin good man Tobin talk gonna fall all the time. Well, the only thing with Tobin is I don't think he he into the business no more because uh, it get kind of rough for you. You know, when you a manager, of the game get rough. You get all those, you know, you, you, it's a hard road, man. Because you got a, you got a big old sack to carry. So I don't know if he want to get in this business no more because you know Tobin's smart. He can do other stuff. He already did what he had to do as far as entertainment. My feelings, I wasn't getting a good feedback there because I I. I I offered some stuff for him to do with me, but uh, he didn't step up to the table and I understood that what he went through, you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah,
2: he's... Cause he's you got to realize before... Uh, you, yeah, you got to realize before uh, I put out my first album with P, let me say with uh, uh, Tobin, uh, Master p jumped on him. You know, after they found out me and Toby, while I was working with Toby, that Pete uh, and about seven of his boys jumped on him. So that was hard for him to come back on, too. No.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. But uh, that
2: was back in the day when it first started. That's when, when he got over that
1: and we start moving ahead. Yeah. Yeah, Absolutely you know but you you know you you had quite a uh, success uh, you know underground career yourself you know you put out uh, oh, I, did good. Like I said a lot of them albums you know we had in the murder dog of course um yeah and uh you you definitely had them worldwide um
2: yeah yeah
1: you know and uh when you when you were doing those projects um you know, I this I, you know this is after you left No Limit. Obviously, you didn't have any um, like contact with uh, anybody else from No Limit that left, or like Trey A. Cause no. Trey A. came on, he was there for just one album. Um, a few other guys, Kane and Abel, they left after a few years.
2: Well, you got to realize, even though I wasn't with No Limit, I still was that other half. So people. People always thought in their mind that any day that me and Pete can get back together, they always thought that because they they never forgot how thick me and this guy was. Everybody never elaborated on the separation with anybody on the no-limit tank. But they knew about me, so nobody really reached out to me because they didn't know how to come at me. You know, because they heard you don't go like King George, you don't mention him his name, none of that. So I had a kind of rough image. They made this big old image of me.
1: Yeah. But you know, it uh you know, it is what it is, you know. It it, it is what it is. Circle. It's full circle. It's full circle, I mean. circle baby. It's full circle. And you and and, and and again, I encourage people listening. Go to BET.com, uh check out the King George video clips, the excerpts. Uh, I think they liked you on, on the uh, BT, man. You were one of the stand They're loving me, man. I got, man, if this is a harsh race,
2: i have a bunch of roses in my hand. <laughs> yeah. For real, though, no, that's how much love I'm getting. I'm getting some, I'm serious, I'm getting some spectacular love, man. And I love it because it showed me that it's still realness out here. I thought it was gone. You know, they just needed something like this, you know? They just needed something like this to pull this whole hip-hop game back together.
1: Well, uh, we, we had the No Limit Chronicles, you know what I'm saying? What about uh, the King George Chronicles? What about you doing a documentary? saying? Um, you know, well,
2: they... I did. I got one ready to go. It's my version of the whole thing. It's a box set. It's called King George First Two No Limit Soldier. It's a box set. You get the booklet, you get the EP album, you get the documentary I did when I hit the streets after the No Limit thing and sold 20,000 albums on the street. So you can see how I get on, uh, you know. Uh, and I got the uh, my documentary, the first two No Limit Soldier documentary. So I got that box set ready to go. I got that. I got that bullet already loaded in the chamber.
1: Oh, that's what's up. Hey, congratulations on everything, man. It's good to see this.
2: Thank you, brother. Uh, Thank you.
1: Thanks for the love, bad, man. Hey, hey, yeah, man. A lot of bad news in 2020, but it's good to see uh, stuff like this happen. Um, when, Thank you. When you Thank dropping? You. When you dropping that box set, bro?
2: October 28th.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm giving I'm giving this whole thing
2: a summary to everybody, you know they got this good balls out here, so I have that ready in October. I got it ready to go now, but the distributors need to get it around and see who wanna order it. Plus I'm gonna have it online, I'm gonna let you know. I'm gonna have one with a ball on it for you.
1: Oh that's man, I appreciate that brother. You already know oh, yeah. that. To, I'm gonna uh, have I it I all set up to, for you. I used to love getting them uh, me and mine uh uh packages back in the day. Oh so yeah, I got go I got out. I got you covered. Yeah. Oh, yeah, man. We're, we're putting the finishing always,
2: touches on it right now.
1: Always generous with them uh, promo packages back in the day. Appreciate it. Oh, hell that. yeah, I got you. I, you know, I got a man. Santa Claus sack for you. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's what's up, <laughs> Hey, man, you you take care of yourself, brother. And, uh, Thank man, you, let's, brother. Let's Have do, a good let's one. Let's do this again in a couple months or something, man.
2: Thank you, brother. Have a good one.
1: You too. That's what I'm talking about, the one and only King George. Um, man, real good to talk to him, man. We chopped it up for a while tonight. Hope you guys enjoy it. Um, man, we'll be uh, getting at you real soon. Get out of here.
0: Yeah, and I'm here to see King George. And y'all
1: gonna let that fool out of jail. Yeah. Just for that, I'm gonna give that nigga 20 to life. Burn, nigga, burn. burn the courthouse, stuck in jail a snail, handcuffs to the rail, told a bad down quiet in the court when the judge
0: I am the white man spike in my hand
1: Bins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family.
2: VGW Group. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18+. plus.